Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you war shack. Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it home, just that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing, too. Welcome back to the Underground for July 19th, 2021. This is episode 22. I'm joined once again by Joseph. What's going on? King to the nations. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, no. Andrew's I mean, technically, crazy. I could. I mean, think about it. If I ran for president of the United States, I mean, president nations, that just has a the perfect ring to it, you know? I know. It was like, uh, so we were texting with, uh, our friend Jake, uh, earlier today and he was, he made some sort of like joke, uh, apply it or what was it? Uh, implying that, that you and I are like married or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, he used your last name and I was like, well, your name's cooler. I was like, there's not even like a question <laughs> like whether that's true or not. I could be the, uh, the head of the United Nations. Yep president nations of the united nations there you go yeah hey and then you could literally just like not do anything and you'd still probably be doing a better job than them hey man that's what i like jobs that pay well and that i get to do nothing exactly (laughs) well that's my dream job hopefully (laughs) um all of our technical issues switching over to skype have been fixed and we may actually start uploading to youtube again um, yeah, for people yeah. who like those shorter segments, but we'll see. I gotta, I gotta get through this first and then, uh, I can work on some of that later this week, but, um, Hey man, how's, uh, the door to door COVID knocking in your state? Um, so it hasn't happened here yet, which isn't oh, surprising it? cause it's like, we're not, I don't know. I don't know who would come around to this area, uh, other than like our small neighborhood. It, it's pretty sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure people are just dying to do that job. Yeah. You sent me that video of the, uh, the ring doorbell where that girl's like twerking on the camera and that lady's like, get the F out of here. (laughs) Except for that wasn't, uh, I did some researching and that wasn't for door to door knocking. Unfortunately, that was, uh, for something else with, I think it was still COVID related, but it wasn't for the vaccines. Yeah. Just like, maybe it was like, have you gotten it? Trying, trying to put everybody on lists, man. They keep doing that. They keep. I keep thinking we're past some of this, but they keep yeah. knocking at the door like, oh, are you guys ready now? How about now? It's like, I feel like they're stalling because at least here in America, because I feel like they've been trying to, since they did the COVID lockdowns, they've been trying to transition it into climate change lockdowns. Uh, right. And me personally, I think they're stalling because they, they haven't quite figured out how to do it yet. So if mm-hmm. they can just keep lolling along with COVID. Um, they're hoping they can get it accomplished, but I don't think the Americans will do it again. I'm surprised at the, 
the the number of Americans and people uh, who across just different uh, companies and and industries and stuff who are getting it, and especially in the sports world, and just how they're just mandating, you know, you have to have this many people get the jab, and it's kind of just it's terrifying to think they could do that, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, propaganda is powerful, man. I was I realized that uh, I was watching uh, Neurotic earlier, and uh, he was on his live stream, and they were talking about how like Hasbro is like the toy company is pushing yep. CRT pretty hard in their um, in their business, and it they're like, oh, it's this new program. We have these new programs. It's da da da, and you just realize like, oh, programs are literally just propaganda. When people are like, we have this new program that's teaching this or whatever, it's like, oh, they're just, they're literally trying to get you to be on board with their specific way of thinking. Yep. That's all that really means. And it really does. And like some of the stuff that one of the ladies on there, I mean, the lady had to be like 25 and she's like talking about how three-year-olds already have some sort of disposition towards being racist, like white, like white baby three-year-olds. Yes. You know why? Because the white baby three-year-olds prefer uh, faces that are similar to theirs. But if you read the same study, guess what? It's the same across anyone. All races. Yeah. Black three-year-old babies prefer faces that look like theirs. Hispanic, same way, so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, I think that that thing she was trying to say that that wasn't true. But one of the things that, you know, you and I know this, but whenever someone says, well, this study or this thing, or I believe or I think... It's like, okay, but you're constantly asking other people for data or you're supposed to be data driven and you're not giving us in like, maybe you'll give us a study, but has that study been peer reviewed to, you know, how many people are actually on board with this? Or is this sort of just an offhand thing where we did one study, these were our results, therefore it's true. Yep. What was your methodology? How did you conduct the study? So many things go into it. And even then it's, it's. You know, if you can follow the scientific method and, you know, if Joe Blow in China can conduct a scientific method and prove it's true and then Joe Blow here in America can do it and then Joe Blow in, in Europe and, and South America and so on and so forth, then, okay, there there's some truth to this, right? Right. Um, it's just it's ridiculous, know. man. But I, it, it, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know. <laughs> you know, we're going to get into um, – you know, kind of COVID and them trying to force the lockdowns back on everyone with the Delta variant. But David, something happened this past week and it reminded me when Trump decided not to let, wasn't the Middle Eastern refugees into America or was it the, or was it the, uh, oh, the, the, the migrants that were coming from Central America and South America marching through. And he said, no, like turning them away. Um, and we saw all over Instagram and Facebook, um, this is not us, and a bunch of posts from our lefty friends. Uh, why don't you play this next clip? Because I I will play this clip, but I feel like you've forgotten your oh, uh, most important piece of. <laughs> I'm just jumping into it, man. <laughs> I know you're so excited, and I understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you have followed us. For this long, I want you to remind you we are now in the 1% of all podcasts globally. Not in America, not in North America, not in the Western Hemisphere, but globally. Uh, 
And then also, if you're liking what we're doing, you know, feel free to share it on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, wherever you uh, uh, have the, the social medias. Um, we do a value for value model system here. So if you're interested in, in donating your time, your talent, your treasure, uh, that's what the value for value model is. So you can do money, which uh, we have a PayPal account. You can see in the show notes you can donate to. Um, talent would be if you are an artist or you're, um, you can edit audio or video or whatnot. Anything talent-wise you want to donate to us, you can. If you got the time to do it, so you can send us uh, articles or clips, send us things that maybe we didn't see in the mainstream media and elsewhere, things that they're doing, narratives, exposing them. So feel free to do any of that. But the most important thing you can do is to share with your friends and family if you like our content. Like, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, comment and interact with us because it helps our podcast grow. And again, if you can't donate money, if you don't have talent and you don't have time, the best thing you can do is share our podcast. Yep. And then just remember to download it too. Yep. That's the only other thing because that helps us with the numbers. Uh, and I know some people have actually been paying attention because uh, the numbers have been going up a little bit. So thank yep. you for actually hitting the download when you listen to the episode. It makes a really big difference. 205% increase in the last 28 days. Yep. Um, and listen, guys, we don't care if you're freaking Antifa um, or if I'm probably using the more extreme version of the right <laughs> would be more offensive. So I'm not going to go there. But if you're MAGA. Let's just say from Bernie Sanders to MAGA. Let's just not offend anybody and do that. Um, And anywhere in between. Uh, No matter what your views are, we we would encourage you to dialogue with us. Um, Let us know what you agree or disagree with. This is a podcast for anyone and everyone. David and I, David is an ANCAP libertarian. I filter somewhere between um, a libertarian to moderate conservative, depending on the day. Yeah, I like to, to ANCAP libertarian. I think I'm more I think I'm more so filtered between ANCAP and libertarian than sometimes libertarians will make me mad and I'll be like, I'm a moderate conservative. <laughs> I <laughs> I uh sometimes want to just call myself like a decentralist or something along those lines. Oh yeah. It's it's always you know it's it's hard not to get labeled and so you sort of just put yourself into the category that makes the most sense but the the nice thing about libertarians is that like when it comes to things other than liberty you don't necessarily disagree and everyone's kind of cool with that yep especially nowadays and i think that has a lot to do with our generation and a lot of that ron paul movement and i know there's some other things that are kind of involved with that but you know it just comes from this thing where it's like we just want to be able to to talk to people or to be left alone if that's the case and not have like a boot on our neck all the time. Yeah. And I think and we think we think that's the best thing. The best form is leave us alone. Let us take responsibility and have the freedoms for our lives. We do agree on a base uh, moral value of, hey, it's, you shouldn't murder, shouldn't steal, stuff, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, pretty much from the Ron Paul movement. And, you know, even you and I, we don't see eye to eye on everything. And in the libertarian camp, I don't see eye to eye with them on everything. Yeah, I, I, I. Think th- I think they're completely wrong, at least with the 
as far as with the not the Mises Institutes, I don't know or caucus, I don't know what um, their stance on abortion is. But as far as with the National Libertarian Party, I don't agree with their stance on abortion. I think it's backwards from what the libertarian values are actually. Well, so, yeah, it's it's about fifty fifty in the party at this point. Yeah, I mean to be like because Mises, Mises is basically like we're just not going to. <laughs> they, they, they kind of take understand. a stance yeah they kind of understand because <laughs> they're they're split like dave smith is kind of one of their biggest advocates and he's pro-life but there's a lot of people in mises that are pro-choice so they're like look maybe that's something that we get to when it's an appropriate time to actually discuss it yeah when in reality there's a lot of a you know it's just like we've talked about it on here before it's like nothing like the conservatives aren't conserving that Right, you know what I mean? It's a it's a talking point for them. And I would say most of them aren't. Yeah, some of them are. I don't think it. You know, we got to. We definitely want to generalize and say we want to, and say most of them aren't doing anything. It's it's all show, at least from what it seems like oh, on the outside. Is. But then I would say some of them actively are, uh, and, and I mean Republicans here. And then I think more so with the Mises caucus, in, in my opinion with that is, look, come out and take a stand on what you believe. Like, you know, don't pussyfoot around just because, you know, the party's 50-50. Do what are your core values um, and what you think liberty is and freedom is. And to me, the most important part of liberty is having life, right? The freedom of life sure. that is God-given. So, I mean... That's just my stance, and I always tell people, everyone is a single-issue voter. Everyone. Yeah. And if any, if, I mean, it really is funny, but if Ron Paul came out and said, like if he ran it, he said, I'm for abortion, I wouldn't vote for him. That's just me, though. Just like I think if you put up anyone, they said, hey, I'm for racism. I think all white people or black people or yeah. Hispanics or Asians should well, be jailed. They'd be like, I'm not going to vote for you. That's how it is for Right. Me. I mean, to be fair... I think a majority of the people who have run that the other than like Rothbard who disagrees with uh Ron Paul on abortion, like they're on opposite ends of that. Um Dave Smith's on Ron Paul's side of that. So the people that are generally in the forefront who are kind of making moves, they most of them land on that that side of it. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's one of those things that's like, I, I just, not you in particular, but I think people are fooling themselves if they actually think a maj- like Republicans care. Like, you're right, there's probably some yeah. Republicans, but it's not the majority of them. And that's that's one of the reasons why you see that. that it's that talking point that they use to try to keep mm-hmm. people on that side because they do understand that there are people who are uh, one, one issue voters. But as, yeah. in my mind, as far as politics is concerned, that's not it's just not an issue for me because no one is really protecting that in reality right they're just you know maybe there there's like a governor here or there that you know is is trying to move that further and further into the pro-life category but for the most part it just doesn't exist you know and then if if they do believe in that it's like i that's actually one of those moments where you have to ask the question like are you really pro-life or is this just sort of a baby thing? Which I understand that yeah. that's like generally what they mean, but it, I, there is some room. I mean, if you're being, if you're being genuine about it and you're not just trying to get a gotcha moment because you think that they should switch their opinion on being pro-life, uh, 
What? So what do you mean? Well, I, I mean, like, if you say pro-life, right, and someone on right. who's, like, a generally more of, like, a, a liberal will go, well, like, one of the ones that, get brought, that gets brought up all the time is, like, well, what about black people dying? And right. it's, like, that's disingenuous because you know that they're talking about abortion specifically, yep. right? And then it goes, and, you know, right. it just, there's no... Well, Republicans we, do it, too, right? It's, it's one of the things right. when we talk on black on black violence and they'll bring up i mean not black on black violence but uh the police brutality and they'll bring up black on black violence i'm like okay well we can talk about that but we need to talk about this issue at hand this is the topic we're talking about it's a non-starter yeah exactly the question is i just wanted you to to go into details to help our listeners oh i'm sorry yeah yeah, well, no, no. I, don't get I agree with you. I just wanted you to know, like, I know what you're referring to. I just thought I would help them out. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's like that. With it, the, it, bug, it, it really grinds my gears to use the family guy saying when people do that about abortion or any topic, but specifically abortion when they're like, well, yeah, but what about the drug addicts life? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, their well, life matters, too. You idiot. It's the same thing. To, <laughs> to Yeah. To reverse it where people go. Um. Someone will be like, this cop just shot an unarmed black man, you know, because that's the liberal side of it or whatever. Generally, that's the headline. And then some boomer con or whoever will be like, well, what about all the people who've been shot in Chicago? And it's like, it's like, this is why there's never any, any dialogue between people because people are always trying to jump to the, aha, I got you. See how you're not being consistent in this moment. It's like, and maybe they're not, maybe in that specifically they're not, but let's stay with the issue that's currently at hand. Mm -hmm. And then maybe there's a place for the Chicago thing. Maybe bring that up the next day or something. Right. Exactly. Let's talk about what the subject (laughs) is. Yeah. And then we can get there. Yeah. Um, That's it. That's that's what it really comes down to. And that's why I'm really saying, nice. like, I, I think with the Mises Caucus, it's nice that to some degree they're they're kind of focused right now on basically the abolishment of the federal government. That's sort of the – it's yeah. like we need to slowly start removing the, the specific powers because if you think about it – and, <clears> and <throat> we've, we've had this conversation in the past, and then we'll get into the first topic because we're totally, we're totally off. But, um, no, you're good. If you, if you think about it, if – I try not to think if the government uh, doesn't um, isn't allowing like states, for instance. Right. Because that's always kind of the way that most people have looked at it who want to see decentralized like life in in general becoming more decentralized, if you will. Mm -hmm. It starts with decentralizing the federal government, which basically removes all of its power, if not completely removes it. And if you allow states to have that, sure, somewhere like New York, somewhere like California, they're no longer going to have they're, you know, they're probably still gonna keep those abortion laws in place. They're still probably gonna keep it pretty much like open yep. in in whatever, and who knows whether wacky ideas uh might be that way. But then maybe Georgia, maybe Alabama, they they're just like, you know what? Can't do it here anymore. It's like that's a yep. stance, that's what the state uh, has decided uh, that's know, what dude. people want. Um, so that's the direction that we're going in. We think that's that's the correct case, and that's I think that's huge. Yeah, I do too. And it, I and completely agree with that. You, you can take that into anything, right? It's like think about taxes, right? Do you 
maybe New York, California, some of these other places, they still want to have these like ma- these massive taxes. They want to tax you on all these things. But then maybe Texas. Well, Texas already is pretty low as far as that's concerned. But maybe they're just like, you know what? No, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do, any- oh. do that anymore. We've got something new that we're going to try. Well, old Disney just came out and said they're moving 2,000 employees from California to Florida due to the taxes and cost of living and yeah, stuff like it's not, that. It's not surprising. Um, they're, yep. Disney's Disney's getting hit pretty hard, too, because of the whole China thing. Though I did find it. Did you know, I can't remember what the exact number is, but the money that movies, like Disney movies in particular, but just anything that's a massive blockbuster that does well over there, China keeps like 75% of that. Wow. It's a, it's a huge number. It might actually be bigger than 75, but... That's All crazy. right. Almost makes me want to segue into the freedom phone, but that's all good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that it. later. We'll get to it. Oh lord. Um. All right. So, what are we talking about first? We are talking about um, why haven't our leftist friends um, been stating, you know, having posts and stories on Instagram and uh, Facebook and sending out the. The, the tweeters and the, the, the fleeters on Twitter um, about the Cuban refugee refugee crisis uh, when Trump was in office and you, it was either the Middle Eastern refugees or the um, Central oh, South America refugees were trying and, to come into America and he was like, no. Uh, and he, they got and pissed when he saw, the over COVID too, right? Yeah, yeah, they did that too. <laughs> I forgot they're about like, that. this is not us. This is not America. Yada yada yada. Uh, but you, all we hear now is crickets mm. from them. So, do you want me to play this clip first, and then we'll talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Um, let me pull this up. Do 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 do. So, what David's about to play is the Biden administration's stance on the Cuban refugee refugees, and for those who don't know. Uh, uh, Cuba has been in turmoil the past week with the um, communist regime regime there uh, failing to provide adequate food, shelter, just a, a basic quality of life and and really just taken away most of their freedoms. They've also shut down the Internet there. A bunch of uh, human rights violations. Right, go ahead. We are committed to supporting the Haitian government as it seeks justice in this case. And we affirm the United States support for the people of Haiti. We also stand in solidarity with the Cuban people and their calls for freedom from the repression and economic suffering that Cuba's authoritarian regime is causing. The Coast Guard, along with our state, local, and federal partners, are monitoring any activity that may indicate increases in unsafe and irregular maritime migration in the Florida Straits, including unpermitted vessel departures from Florida to Cuba. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The United States Coast Guard has deployed uh, air assets uh, to be able to monitor the situation uh, with great visibility from the air. We have not observed 
a surge in efforts uh, to take to the seas. Uh, we have seen, of course, as we have seen historically, some people make the mistake of um, um, attempting that uh, perilous uh, journey. Those individuals are interdicted and returned to Cuba uh, or, or Haiti. But we have not seen uh, a surge at this time. Mm -hmm. Also, Jen Paskey, that's, I think that's how you say her name. Uh, I should know it. Pisaki? Pisaki. Jen okay, Saki? I should know it. Saki, I think, is right. Yeah, that's why I said Saki. Did you nice. say Saki? Right. Yeah. Oh. Saki. Maybe I said Saki. I think he said Saki. Said... Yeah, okay. Saki. Whatever. Uh, sorry, I, Jen. I know you listen to this podcast regularly. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she came out and said, I think it was on the 14th or the 12th, and you know, the little press briefing, and said that uh, all migrants should follow American law and they should be detained and sent back if they're not seeking asylum. I'm like, that's an interesting change for the past forever. Yeah. I, uh, what did is, you hear there, though? What do you think? So Give me your is, thoughts. Well, this has been weird because I can't remember how we, you and I had first talked about this just like in passing or whatever throughout the week, last week or week, two weeks, whatever it was. Um, it's weird because... I guess I just don't really understand people who fall, let's just say, into the category of justice seekers. Mm -hmm. Or, or I, I say that because that seems to be the language that's that's used generally. Um, but it seems to be sort of nitpicky about the things that they they want to talk about. Yeah. And it's I don't true. now. Go ahead. I don't know if because a lot of this we just kind of take anecdotally from our friends who just think mm -hmm. differently than us. Yep. Um. But they just didn't. Not a single thing about this that I saw, and maybe I missed it. Right? Because most of the time it's on like, uh, Instagram stories or like passing in Facebook, and you know how all of that stuff is, where it's it's there one second and gone the next. And unless you're like you go searching for it, which I have no interest in really doing, <laughs> you're not, yeah. you're not going to find it. Uh, so yeah, I just I maybe it's that people are just kind of tired of like maybe they got kind of worn out because they didn't feel like anybody was listening. Because it was, I don't know, man. It was all I think I think it's like now that Biden's back back in office, you know, things are you know there are guys in office, right? So they can stick their head in the sand. And go back to sleep. And maybe it is that they're maybe just at this point, maybe it was they were so invested. I think it's more so could potentially be this. They got so invested up until the election and then kind of like after the insurrection and everything in January, maybe come by February. It's like we're so tired and exhausted of politics to where it's maybe they pay no mind and no attention to it now. Maybe it's like we don't care. Uh, and I just think that's the wrong avenue to take specifically for a few people that I know of who are like, you know, we're going to keep an eye on you, Biden, pay attention to you too. And all it's been is crickets since. I mean, listen, I told him a while back, I was like, I, I hope I'm wrong about the Biden administration. I was like, I'm not, <laughs> but I hope I am. <laughs> yeah. Right. Obama administration 2.0. Yeah. Can you believe well, that I, that I, uh, I predicted that whole ice cream thing. I know people oh, aren't going to know what I'm talking about. And I think we might have talked about it on the show, and I forgot to mention this, but I had been uh, 
working on some some graphic stuff for uh, the podcast and YouTube, and I found this picture, and I don't know if it was a real picture if someone had previously edited Biden into this, but it's him like longingly staring at an ice cream cone. And I made this thing like a month before that news about the the press getting so into him. And it says, I think it says something like, uh, stay focused on the important things. <laughs> it should be a picture of uh, uh, who's that celebrity chick that went to the White House this past week. Oh, I um, Olivia Roscaro or something like that. I don't Olivia know. Olivia Rodrigo? Rodrigo, yeah. The singer? Yeah. She's got yeah, like that singer. song on TikTok that ever the the uh yeah, sociopath thing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh it should be like her face on the ice cream just cuz it's Biden. <laughs> her her head on the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, her head on the ice cream. <laughs> on the top of it, like Biden just longingly staring at it. Yeah. Uh, it's both the ice cream and her head. Uh Yeah. Yeah, but man, uh, world's just going crazy, man. And so, uh, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, uh, the Delta variant uh, has been going on around the world. About a uh, about ten months ago, I should say the uh, the the Minister of Truth from New Zealand, the Prime Minister there, came out and said, "Hey, you should trust us for all the information. We are the government. We're going to tell you the truth. Trust us." Yada 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 and. Australia and New Zealand and, and Europe has been pretty hardcore, especially New Zealand, Australia with the lockdowns um, and keeping people locked up like uh, it, this may offend you, but like slaves, you know, uh, not having any freedoms, not granting it. And again, the government doesn't grant gov- no government every anywhere grants you freedom. You naturally have freedom derived from God. Um, but speaking of freedom, David, you know, uh, kind of, uh, what would you say a couple months ago, um, the freedom passports were a big deal. Oh no. Well, they're trying to, or no, no, they're not trying to, they have implemented that in roll the clip. Over 100,000 people marched across France Saturday to protest against President Emmanuel Macron's plans to force the vaccination of health workers and require a COVID-19 vaccine certificate or negative test to gain entry to bars, restaurants and movie theaters. Demonstrators say Macron's sweeping measures announced this week to fight a surge in COVID infections infringe on their freedom of choice. Vaccinations are really about individual freedom. Everyone can choose. That's not the theme here today. The theme is about the absence of freedom that is unfortunately continuing to grow in this country. That's it. They're taking away our freedoms little by little. Vaccinated or not, we are all together. One demonstrator in Paris right, was stop seen it there. dressed as... So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a, again, it's why we've been stating from the outset that the government will use any type of emergency to take away your freedoms and then they won't give it back. And that's been the purpose of COVID. Um, So that's kind of, you know, it's not surprising what's going on in France right now. I had heard, I can't remember. I actually think that Macron was planning on arresting people. Yep. So you'll get a, a felony. It came out, it was confirmed today. That you'll get, I think, six months in prison and a fine of like, you know, thousands of dollars. 
um, for not having the jab. It's so effective, David. They have to uh, force you to get it and send you to jail if you don't have it. Right. For something that at least from the Pfizer CEO, he still hasn't gotten it as far as we know. Yeah. Well, I did read a report that said he got the, uh, I don't know. No, it wasn't a report. I'm sorry. On that same post, someone had commented and said, well, he did get the first one, but I, you know, who knows what was actually in the vial. Um, okay. I, so I, I didn't actually look into it, but let's just say he did. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. Whatever, you'll, man. Yeah. I, you'll, you're seeing all these, we'll get into it later, but what you're starting to see now, for those who don't know with the Delta variant and COVID that a bunch of people now, even a, uh, Republican, uh, representative Buchanan in Florida for one, um, getting infected with COVID, even though they've been fully vaccinated. Yeah. And so, uh, you have the, the Democrats that left Texas last week to stop the, you know, voting rights, uh, vote there. Uh, I think it was originally three. Now I think five or seven of those Democrats, um, brought COVID to the uh, Washington DC and potentially infected our <laughs> vice president. And that's probably the worst thing since the civil war, you know, <laughs> they should be locked up. Like, Holy I'm just saying. crap. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is though. And now, Oh, it's, it gets even better. Now Kamala Harris is refusing to, uh, um, quarantine, <laughs> even though she was exposed to it or, because uh, she met with all of the, <laughs> and they, uh, they shut down a, uh, a Foo Fighters concert, yeah. where was that i think it was in new york, new york wasn't it? because someone tested or like had a positive trace or something yeah like, it wasn't i don't think it was any of the, the anyone in the band you know what it was huh they probably didn't have enough people who wanted to go oh maybe that's my hunch because they were only allowing vaccinated people in mm. that seems that's very, my hunch i don't know man music uh, we're we'll, just gonna we'll get go into with it, it. Yeah, we'll get into it in another week or something like that. But According to a recent report I just made up, the Foo Fighters had to cancel their concert due to not having enough people buy tickets. Yeah, because there's like, apparently, New York's, at least in the, um, I guess their medical field, or like the health field or whatever, it's like 30%, it's only 30% of them have yeah. been vaccinated. So, I don't know. I, I think the, the, the takeaway there is I think is it's that, one out of three health workers. I think I saw a report yeah. today. Uh, probably a bunch of, you know, how all those MAGA people live in New York, all those Republicans, those dirty, stinking. Well, it just comes back to this thing, man. And that lady said it in the clip, but it's like, it's it's a choice. Yep. And it's it's so weird and inconsistent for the liberals in particular to be like, no, it's not a choice. You don't have a choice. It's like, what? It, it, it's like, so it's, you, you get a choice in what to do to yourself in certain circumstances, but not in others. It's like, there's just no consistency in that. Yep. It's like, if, you're, if your belief, like we were talking about with abortion before, if your belief is pro-choice, right? It's like, my body, my choice, right? It's like, that only extends to that specific thing. It, yep. And that's all I'm pointing out. It's like that is an inconsistent stance. If it's completely agree, you know, and then they'll say like, oh, well, you could be like killing other people because of the COVID thing. And it's like, but the, the asymptomatic thing never got the ground that I think they wanted it to. Yep. And I and I think that it, it even came out that a majority of, of those people, if at all, 
were even able to, uh, or like you weren't really able to trace back the asymptomatic stuff because it wasn't really real. Yep. Um, but then, you know, they're not just trying to push this in, in, in France. They're also trying to push this elsewhere in Europe too. Oh, dude, Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. If you think on. it's him. Yeah. Yeah, if it's Is really it the him? real, there's like this this conspiracy <laughs> theory that he went in for his COVID thing and they replaced him with somebody else, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see what he yeah, to, let's let's see what old Boris has to say. I should serve notice now that by the end of September, when all over 18s will have had their chance to be double jabbed, we're planning to make full vaccination the condition of entry to nightclubs and other venues where large crowds gather. Proof of a negative test will no longer be enough. I should serve notice now. Oh, yes. You <sighs> shall present your vaccine passport into the restaurants. Al Hitler. Is there more to this? Is that what this other one is? <laughs> yeah, it just goes into. It's just a report on crap. it. Okay. Yeah, just a report on it. Yeah, it's trying to get me to pay for that. Um, get yeah, out of here. Man. I could teach him. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, no, I was somehow I was able to read that earlier. Um, but uh, I think it's it's because of the Brave browser. It just kind of. I was using the Brave browser earlier, though. I don't know. Maybe it's where know. you live. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, that's what you get. You see, the fascists are really they the government. Listen. To those on the right that just want to listen to when a Republican's in office and those on the left who are currently just following everything that the Biden administration is doing, no matter who's in office, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, um, if somebody is in office and they just want to take more of your freedoms away, more and more of your freedoms away, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, And even if you wanted to say... Even if you, like hypothetically, let's just say to those on the left that you're right about Trump being a dictator and a tyrant and all that stuff. Uh, Biden would be a greater dictator. It, like his administration would be a greater dictator and tyrant than Trump thought about being. Uh, and so they're the actual fascists. I was actually kind of surprised with Trump. Yeah, the policies in the, his last like year and a half, two years in office, and how he didn't really use COVID to in, in certain aspects and a lot of aspects override state powers and stuff like that. Really um, expand the powers of the federal government, at least not to my knowledge, with the exception of him signing those atrocious uh, COVID relief spending bills. But again, I think that's a um, you know government creates a problem, lockdowns, and then they have a terrible solution uh but yeah <laughs> my point being is that the fascists aren't coming here they're already here and they're dressed in blue uh, but yeah you go ahead roll it currently the the color is blue yes currently the color because they i mean the, the let, let's be real like the liberals have the majority of like Politics, culture. I mean, this education I guess, go hand in hand. Yeah, education. Um, you uh, know, news media. Yeah, which is part of culture. 
entertainment, part of culture, and it, sports, it, part of culture, um, yeah, that's technology, a, part of culture, gaming yeah, industry, yeah. part of culture, um, <laughs> Silicon Valley, um, yeah. And you have to ask yourself, like, if all of these people have the exact, they're saying the exact same thing, they're stepping toe with each other. It's like, you know, you could say, well, yeah, it's just because they have the right. Everybody knows that's the right thing or whatever. But it's like that seems. Is it possible they're colluding? Is yeah. it is it possible that you know the Biden administration is colluding with big tech to control the narrative? Uh, let's go to you, Jen, and see what you have to say. Maybe. Okay, hang on. I was getting these ready. <laughs> uh, well, what's the first one? Biden admin may be colluding with big tech to control the narr- narrative. Oh, no, I just... My bad, dude. I just cut it out. Hang on. You're good. No biggie. Stupid computer. Uh, almost there. You're good. As I said, Jen's an avid listener of our podcast, so... She really loves our work. <laughs> Here we go. I would say first, we're part of the top twelve. Surprised that we're in regular touch with social media platforms, just like we're in regular touch with all of you and your media outlets about uh, areas where we have concern, uh, information that might be useful, information that may or may not be interesting to your viewers. You all make decisions, just like the social media platforms make decisions, even though they're a private sector company and different. But just as an example, so we are ma- regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health that we and many other Americans seeing are seeing across all of social and traditional media. And we work to engage with them to better understand the enforcement of That's social good. media platform policies. So okay. <laughs> um, all right. So oh, did you catch that there? I mean, they're talking to the big tech to, uh, um, discuss the narrative that may be potentially dangerous to the American public. Right. So we can assume they're talking to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitter because Instagram's Instagram's owned by, yeah, Instagram's owned by Facebook, Facebook, right? Yep. So, and then I think they are a TikTok executive is also of course on their administration, I believe. And then also I just found this out today. Um, one of the ex- executive, former executives of the NCAA is also uh, a part of their administration. Yeah, I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's, it's too incestuous. Yep. That's what it really comes down to. It's like, because, um, like, if I remember hearing this correctly, uh, Pisaki came from, or Saki, whatever, came from uh, the Defense Department. One of the one of the D's of defense, you know, in the uh, yeah the alphabet agencies she came from the Ministry of Defense, right? Something like that, yeah. And um, you know, even like McEnany is like she's on Fox News now. Yep. So it's like okay, you have this position now. You're getting paid a lot of money to be a commentator, right? Or yep. you get put into some some position, or you know, it's like. Uh, Brennan was in the CIA and now he's a commentator on CNN. No, MSNBC, I think. Um, yeah. Well, CNN is just, you know, hiring everyone from the old Obama administration and Hillary yeah. um, campaign. And too bad Hillary never had an administration, right? And then <laughs> they'll hire uh, the Biden administration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, just, 
to talk to it's always so funny to me like how how people will kind of like dog like don't get me wrong fox news is ridiculous sometimes and you know they're oh they're, yeah a lot of the criticism they get is genuine but it's always so funny that people will do that but there's never any really word from these people about cnn uh msnbc the, the any, cia NBC, broadcasting network yeah like any of these uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, just how um how ridiculous it is it's just I, I get it like you you lean a specific direction you're gonna focus on the stuff that disagrees with you more completely understand that but to think that it's not sort of this weird incestuous relationship between the media and the white house and uh potentially like hollywood or sports or whatever the case may be right now it's just weird um, and it kind of goes back to why we kind of dog on the Republicans for sort of being lazy or just disingenuous in the way that they do things. Yep. Because they're not really in in it for the people. It's sort of like what they call well, it a controlled opposition. I think. Before you get involved, this next that's clip. it. Because people people need to because you're 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 starting to go down the line where I'm taking us. Okay. Uh, so but people have to understand those on the left, like Trump wasn't the fascist that you thought him that you thought he was and that the actual fascists are already here. They're in office and they're dressed in blue. So go ahead and roll that clip. This is the two minute 55, right? Yeah. Okay. Two minute 55 to three minute and six seconds. With the public, with all of this you, this is what um, you get when we do it live. To create robust enforcement <laughs> strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Taking faster act action against harmful posts. As you all know, information travels quite quickly. If it's up there for days and days and days, when people see it. You know, there's, it's hard to put that back in a box. And, of course, promoting quality right, information algorithms. I don't know how they work, yeah. but they all do know how they work. Um <laughs> Sorry, that last part's <laughs> it's rich. Uh, I don't man. know how they work, but <laughs> Here I you am. all know how they work. <laughs> it, I mean, to be honest, she said, you know, it's so funny how often they say the quiet parts out loud. Um, yeah. You know. It's funny, like she's talking about those band. Who specifically, Jen, are you talking about? Well, David, go ahead and roll that next clip about the Dirty Dozen. Is this the Dirty Dozen one? Yes, yeah. I think so. Also proposed changes that we have made to social media platforms, including Facebook. And those specifically are four key steps. One, uh, that they measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform. Facebook should provide publicly and transparently data on the reach of COVID-19, uh, COVID vaccine misinformation, not just engagement, but the reach of the misinformation uh, and the audience that it's reaching. That will help us ensure we're getting accurate information to people. This should be provided not just to researchers, but to the public so that the public knows and understands what is accurate and inaccurate. Second, uh, that we have recommended, uh, proposed that they create a robust enforcement strategy that bridges their properties and provides transparency about the rules. So about, I think this was a question asked before, there's about 12 people who are producing 65% of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. All of them remain active on Facebook, despite some even being banned on other platforms, including Facebook, ones that Facebook owns. 
Third, uh, it's important to take faster action against harmful posts. As you all know, information travels quite quickly on social media platforms. Right, Sometimes good. it's not accurate. So what well, what did you hear in that? Uh, so she, what do you think? <laughs> um, I guess she thinks that if you get banned on one platform, you should be banned on all platforms. Right. It's and they have a list of twelve people. Mm-hmm. We're back so to making lists, I guess. I mean, it should be spying on on yeah. publicly made available information, but they're they're they've created a list. Uh, people spreading misinformation now, David. Let's just go. Let's just go with the hypothesis. Let's just say, and present this to you. Let's say that Jen's right. That these twelve people are spreading misinformation. Okay. What's the best way to counteract information? Is it or misinformation? Is it? And we're, we're this misinformation. We're talking about willingly misleading people. Um, is it a ban them? You know. Uh, shut them down at all costs is it b give you know uh combat that with more information mm. what would you say well it's, it's b really i mean i it, it comes back to this thing where if you're just like i think about the them banning trump didn't change like the fever pitch that his hardcore base had for him mm-hmm. in fact it probably made it worse because it proved something in the minds of those people that he was doing something right yep and there is this I, i'll tell you what i think is that is to some degree going on with the administration they desperately want a majority of people in this country to think and act exactly the way that they want them to mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pushback, not only from citizens, but from governors and mayors and so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't like it. And they're now trying to use, I mean, to be fair, Facebook at this point, even though they, they've, they've kind of like pushed back against a lot of the stuff that Jen's been talking about and that uh, Biden has brought up uh, about the misinformation and they... Cool. And I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you're going to get to it. I know I saw it in the I saw it in the show notes, um, but they they di- let's just say they disagree with the White House on some of this, and <laughs> it's it's really um, well. It, they're just trying funny, to counteract this this. They're trying to counteract this uh, this misinformation from those who are uh, from this pandemic. The but now it's an unvaccinated pandemic, uh, so. <laughs> So not no, those aren't my words. Let's uh, hear what the president has to say. I'm pulling him up. Just playing this whole thing, right? Yeah, oh, go for on. it. Let me find the. Oh, here we go. <laughs> They're killing people. I mean, it really. Failed. Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated, and that and they're, and they're killing people. Is that good? No, keep playing. You want to play the whole thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's only a minute, right? Facebook responding in a statement saying, quote, we've partnered with government experts, health authorities, and researchers to take aggressive action against misinformation about COVID-19 and vaccines to protect 
public health. So far, we've removed more than 18 million pieces of COVID misinformation, removed accounts that repeatedly break these rules, and connected more than 2 billion people to reliable information about COVID-19 and COVID vaccines across our apps. Now, the White House is taking an increasingly aggressive right, stance, saying that Facebook's efforts to stop vaccine misinformation are inadequate. Yeah, yeah. And then Facebook, Facebook fired back and said, basically said, no, we've done a better job than the government has. Uh, <laughs> but my whole so thing, David, is what would you say led to this vaccine hesitancy? Who do you think led the charge in vaccine hesitancy? Well, I, 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 you don't even know, I know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it, why don't you let our listeners know? It, I mean, it, it started with uh, Biden's campaign on the trail. Yep. Basically, yep. I mean, and you could probably is, move it a little further back than that if you wanted to, but. And shout out to No Agenda for getting this clip because I was trying to find this everywhere and I oh, couldn't I find know. it except for on No Agenda. Um, all right. I think I can just play. It's just a clip, so I'll just play it normal. Yeah. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> You're muted, I think. I was just laughing uncontrollably <laughs> and saying, uh, David... What do you, you know, Biden said, uh, complete transparency. Do you think we've had complete transparency with this process? No. With the vaccines? Because no. they try to, they try to shut everyone down that has a alternate opinion. Dude, that's right. So <laughs> what do you think Jen's, uh, opinion about the vaccine is? Jen oh, Saki. I have no idea. Is this, is this what this, this next clip is? Yeah, that's what the next clip is. <laughs> Well, hang on. Twitter has the worst uh, video player. Yeah, they do. It's, By far. it's horrendous how bad it is. Uh, all right. Hence, we are quite focused on communicating directly with those people. Hence, our special guest today uh, about why it's special important guest. to get vaccinated, why these vaccines are safe, why uh, they can still kill you even if you are <laughs> under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct about our messaging. I've heard this. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> we need to be. She follows that up with, "We need to be clear about our message." Yeah. <laughs> if you're under age of twenty-seven, this thing kill you. It's like all of the people who um, are re- 
are they'll replace vaccine with virus when they're trying to say the virus will do this and then they're like the vaccine will kill you <laughs> yeah it's like all over the place oh i can't wait i i want no, if, if adam ever gets that super cut together of all the people doing that we'll have to play it on the show oh um, definitely yeah it's too we'll... good man oh <laughs> that's just as funny the second time oh man <laughs> oh. oh dude but i uh, know you're right it hasn't been a transparent uh process they've dodged questions on uh hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and speaking of dodging oh shoot hang on gin is actually i'm gonna have to find um really good about that hi everyone oh no not yet not yet not yet 5284 and just watch the you know the masterful way she does this Almost there. No, you're good, dude. Wait. We're doing it live, people. Oh, 48. I have uh, dyslexia, apparently. Yeah, 52, 48. You're good. I was like, 84 makes no sense. But So you're going to see here, she's going to be asked about ivermectin. And so with each of the meetings that they're having, I'm still coming out wondering what is the hope that's going to happen because just about every single woman that is in that room has spoken about it. That's my first my first question. And even though you've also said that there isn't a plan right now for the president to go to Arizona or to go to other states, why isn't there right now that kind of plan? Because Are you at 5248? No, I'm at 54. My bad. Oh, you're good. 52... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Let's try oh, this again. I'm virtually live, I should say. Yes. Following up on the health misinformation, do you consider claims by some in the conservative circles that uh, ivermectin, am I pronouncing that right, as a promising treatment for COVID as misinformation? I know that the FDA has weighed in on this, uh, I believe in March, but uh, I just wanted the administration's latest position on the drug. It, information that's inaccurate, we consider misinformation. Uh, so I don't think it's more uh, complicated than that. Go ahead. All right. Well, what kind of answer was that? Nothing. She doesn't talk about ivermectin, doesn't talk about it being effective or not effective, or the massive studies coming out showing that it is effective. But listen, uh, you know, we typically like to play clips, but speaking of iver ivermectin, if you're familiar with The Guardian, they, um, I mean, you can smell their bias. It's, it's definitely left-wing bias. Uh, but if you'll pull up that article on your page, I got pulled up right here. But the Guardian came out with on July fifteenth a, uh, a news headline uh, stating about a huge study supporting ivermectin as COVID treatment withdrawn ethical concerns. All right, so it's was withdrawn over efficacy uh, concerns. So. Um, you start reading the article in paragraph four, it says the study found that patients with COVID-19 treated in hospital who receive ivermectin early reported substantial recovery and that there was a substantial improvement and reduction in mortality rate in ivermectin treated groups by 90%. You go on and you realize that who got this withdrawn? Well, it was a medical student in Lawrence named Jack London Lawrence. I'm sorry. Um, was the first to identify the serious concerns. So, do you want to know what the serious concern was? Oh, absolutely. The study 
this study was supposed to be only done on 18 to 80 year olds. And Lawrence pointed out that there were at least three patients who were under 18. And so it wasn't pulled because ivermectin were shown to be ineffective or it wasn't good or anything like that. But nothing coming out, nothing in this article comes out against stating that ivermectin doesn't work with uh, for COVID-19 in the early stages, middle stages, late stages, nothing like that. It's uh, three p- patients were under 18. So we have to pull this <laughs> out of how many, wait, how many do you, it was, uh, it was 18 to 80 year olds. I don't know. I don't hang on. Let me pull the article back up. Uh, I don't, I don't know anything. how many were in the actual study. It just said three. I just remember when I read it, only seeing that three people oh, were under pa- 18. A hundred patients? I A hundred patients. It looks like a hundred. Yep. That's the only thing I see. So like three out of a hundred were under 18. And so that, I mean, sounds like real science to be honest. And I'm not being sarcastic. What'd you say? I I mean, it sounds like they actually are taking themselves seriously. Unlike a lot of the other people who've been involved in these things. Yep. And it's interesting so, that the Guardian decided that it was going to focus on the unethicalness and try to make it sound like ivermectin was yep, the reason that that Ineffective. was. Yeah, and not the fact that they were like, well, three of the patients weren't, which is kind of weird. Like, did those people lie about their age? Well, as far as, yeah, right, that is weird. Um, but as far as it's concerned here, at least in America, I can't speak for... Uh, elsewhere, Europe and Australia and New Zealand. But if you remember here in America, there are no preventative or therapeutic treatments for COVID-19. Right. Because the government says the vaccine cannot be legal if alternatives to the vaccine exist. And the government wants you to get the exact, the get the vaccine. So it's kind of a question of, do I experiment with an expensive novel drug treatment with absolutely no history? Absolutely. Can I experiment with a generic old drug treatment with extensive extensive safety with with an extensive safety record? You cannot. Of course, makes sense. Yep. <laughs> but you know what you can do. You can play that next clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're good. Because even though we got all this uh, stuff with ivermectin coming out, um, the CDC recently changed their definitions on for vaccinated people uh, who someone is infected, which is uh, someone who is uh, not just has COVID symptoms and, and has a positive test, but they have to be hospitalized in order to count if they're vaccinated. Unvaccinated, if you just test positive, uh, or you just have the symptoms, um, you'll be counted. So hmm. uh, play this next clip, though. Threat looming larger every day. Miguel, a lot of folks have been talking about these breakthrough infections, which are rare but happen. What do we know? 
Well, Lester, the CDC stopped tracking breakthrough infections unless they resulted in hospitalization, which is rare. But NBC News has heard back from 27 states so far, and we've tallied 66,000 breakthrough cases. That's just a small fraction of the vaccinated. Lester? All right, Miguel, thank you. President right. Biden... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> was that... A, did, he, did he make a... Was that a gaffe? Uh, I... I was confused. Hang, I, hang on. I saw it and I was. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it again. Okay. Because I it was 58. Go back right there. Day. Miguel, a lot of folks have been talking about these breakthrough infections, which are rare, but happen. What do we know? Well, Lester, the CDC stopped tracking breakthrough infections unless they resulted in hospitalization, which is rare. But NBC News has heard back from 27 states so far, and we've tallied 66,000 breakthrough cases. That's just a small fraction of the vaccinated. Lester? All right, Miguel. Okay, so he's is he saying that 66,000 breakthrough infections were vaccinated? Yep. And then if that's the case, then those people ended up in the hospital because that's the yep. only thing that they were tracking was people who ended up hospitalized. Right. Right. And I'm surprised this made it in the mainstream media. <laughs> I'm really surprised. They're, again, it comes back to they're saying the truth out loud. And it was just a 19 second clip that they skim right by, by on. Um, but it's funny that they they have these rules, you know, caste system for the vaccinated and the unvaccinated right from the CDC. Yet. Um, report just came out three days ago on Reuters. You can see this in the show notes about Chantix. Um, the U.S. FDA will temporarily allow distribution of an anti-smoking pill with some impurities. So the FDA said on Friday. Sorry, hang on. You're good. <laughs> give, give me one second. All right. He's yelling at his dog. No, I'm not yelling. He's yelling. He's like, oh, my God, Joseph, why are you beating her? <laughs> Bella. <laughs> Just kidding. Lay down, Bella. Lay down right here. Come on. Good girl. So anyway, the FDA um, said on Friday that it will temporarily allow manufacturers to distribute versions of Pfizer's anti-smoking drug Chantix with elevated levels of an impurity that may cause cancer that you may want to put that in your um, headline. So uh, the FDA would temporarily allow some manufacturers to distribute varenicline containing impurities above its acceptable intake limit of 37 nanograms per day but below an interim acceptable intake limit of 185 nanograms per day until the impurity can be eliminated or reduced to acceptable levels. So, hey, you know what? Guess who owns Chantix, David? Uh, They've made a new vaccine recently. Johnson & Johnson? Nope. And it's not Moderna. They also have <laughs> they <laughs> they also have um, the largest fraud settlement in U.S. history. What is the is company who makes boner pills for one thousand? Pfizer. Ding ding. 
Um, but yeah, man, I just thought that was funny. It's like, oh no, cancer cool. You know, <laughs> cancer cool, but you know, experimental. Um, uh, but ivermectin, no, right? Yeah, cancer you know, cool, but it's really, ivermectin, no. It's interesting. Um, Adam Curry was on uh, Rogan's podcast, I think, last week. Yeah, he was. And one of the things that he said on there that I, I mean, I, I agree with him, and I, I think it's just it gives a bit of a perspective of the way that um, Adam sort of views uh, governments or societies or whatever. See these like you know history is painted in blood, and people mm. tend to tend to forget that that like history is really bloody, right? And a lot of the time these big organizations, whether that be, uh, you know, Stalin and his party or Hitler and his party or Mao, or, I mean, even some of the past presidents, if you want to go in, in that direction or the crusades, or, I mean, literally you could sit here and name all of these major, major things throughout history. Right. Right. And not everyone who was involved in those things thought that they were doing the wrong thing or Mm -hmm. that they were really hurting, you know, because they were completely disconnected from it. Right. In one way or another. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy to me that you can have this company that's like, well, this, this drug is potentially giving you unsafe levels of cancer. Um, but you know, all this other stuff that's going on that this company is, is trying to push towards people and like all of like the lawsuits and stuff and things that are going on with Johnson and Johnson right now. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Traditional I, vaccine. Johnson it's, it's, it's crazy that it went from this thing where being an anti-vaxxer was someone who didn't want any of them. That was just like, didn't trust any of that. Didn't want any of that stuff anywhere near them. Or, you know, even though there, there has been enough time that's gone by with a lot of this stuff. That's like, yeah, it's, it's relatively safe, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 the, and the good of getting something like, what is it? Uh, like the, like smallpox vaccine or whatever the case may be, uh, outweighs, uh, the potential know. negative from not getting it. And con- exactly. Thank contracting you. smallpox versus with COVID when you have a 99.9% survival rate. Right. And then you, you can, unlike what a lot of people are saying, get herd immunity nat- from natural infection, uh, even though it seems like everywhere they're like, no, 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 it, you have to get the vaccine to get to herd immunity, and it's, that's just a lie. Yeah, it is a lie. And they so, know it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, cool because it's mostly people in their corner that are uh, scientists that are saying that. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all divided on tribal lines, unfortunately. Yeah. But what is funny are the new COVID Olympic rules. Um, you'll get a crack out of this. I did. The International Olympic Committee president announcing that athletes will not be allowed to have any physical contact with one another. That means no hugs, no handshakes, and even the medal ceremonies will be contactless. Athletes will put on their own medals rather than having them placed around their necks by dignitaries. It comes as the IOC All says right, already three people... <laughs> you won gold. Did you send me the thing on uh, on Twitter where it was like 
uh, man on an airplane asks for uh, a drink and the lady says that she can't give it to him because they now have uh, an app that you order everything through so that it's contactless. And he's like, but who's touching my drink when they make it? (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Exactly. The Um, common sense. Uh, I love the, uh, um, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but uh, also in Japan, they've made uh, cardboard beds that will only support the weight of one person to prevent athletes from sleeping together and having sex. Cardboard beds. uh, (laughs) And it's like, and someone made the comment, yeah, I wonder what most the, I wonder how the most gifted athletes with their bodies on earth will be able to um, get around this. Yeah, no kidding, right? (laughs) Oh, man. But, you know what's funny? What's up? And it, and it comes up with a lot of this stuff. I, I People must just forget what it's like to have a bit of a, um, like a rebellious streak. Or what it was like when you were a kid and someone told you you couldn't do something. And you just find a way to do it anyway. Mm. And a lot of these people especially like you see it with Jen in some of those clips where they want to be parents to an adult population yes they they want to force you into this box of living a certain way and this is kind of what a lot of our conversations always go back to when it's like it's just impossible to do that it is but and you really see that democrats they want to be your mother republicans want to be your father and typically the libertarians just want to be your brother, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, people at the end of the day, you got to learn how to take care of yourself and have the freedom, man. You, you'll be much happier mm-hmm. with that freedom. So I don't know if you, you got anything for it, but I know that there are um, a couple of things that they're trying to get through is uh, the federal government being over your credit score. Yes. And yep. they're also working on trying to make a, f- uh, a federal stable coin, which essentially would be like a <laughs> d- digital dollar, like a real digital dollar um, yeah, sort of in the crypto world. Bitcoin, crypto coin. Um, it's, it's dumb. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening with a lot of that. It, it, you know, it takes a lot of this stuff forever to get through anyway. Right. So who, who knows what's going to happen in the next four years? I, I think they're going to be way behind, you know, Bitcoin and even – I know not all the like Bitcoin maximalists out there like to hear this, but the DeFi network with like Ethereum and a lot of the stuff that's going on over there, it's going to be so far ahead by the time they even start to try to do any of this that I think mm. it's going to uh, personally, and this is kind of a white pill thing for a lot of people. It's going to be too late for them to continue to try to centralize currency by the time this stuff really starts taking off. Well, I hope uh, so. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, yes, really, I, well, I think it, it is. Speaking of um, decentralization, and but more so uh, with security and making sure that you know our election system is 100% secure, um, we're going to. I'm sure everybody's heard uh, by now about Trump saying that the election was rigged and Republicans kind of going that way, and people like Mike Lindell and uh, old Sidney Powell and a uh, what's that lawyer from? Georgia, what was his name? Uh, you know who I'm talking about? That white dude <laughs> that doesn't I, narrow it down uh, at all. Yeah, I but can't the, you know the the. Are we really not done the, with some of those people? The crazy one. Th- oh man, I'm, I'm sorry. Giuliani? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. He's not from Georgia. What's his name? 
Oh, I should know this. Oh, well, for another time. Um, anyway, uh, and listen, I respect uh, Sydney Powell for what she did with uh, um, uh, General Flynn and getting him out from uh, the Obama administration going after him mm. um, and everything. I, I really do. I think it seems like to me um, she trusted someone who just gave her bad information. Uh, but still, I think hearing it, it's always important to go back and see, okay, what was the narrative, you know, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, stuff like that. Oh, sure. This one's fairly recent. This is from AP. And what does that say? What's the date on that clip, David? Uh, it's like five days ago. Jan- January 14th. Oh no, sorry, January 14th, not June, July. <laughs> and, and it's a, and it's a, you know, over a year ago, oh, 2020. Yeah. So you shouldn't ask me that question. One. I totally dropped the ball on that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> Do you want me to play this? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You can play it. Oh lord. Got to put sound to it there. Bit of voting that's 100% secure. No. Uh, we need no. to go back. Yeah, go back. No. Uh, no. Voting that's 100% secure. What the? Here we go. Older end-of-life technology is being replaced with certified solutions that produce paper records for auditing and resilience. Not addressing the original HAVA language. Is there any method of voting that's 100% secure? No. Uh, no. No. To your knowledge, has a foreign state ever successfully breached or hacked any of your vote tallying election machines? Mr. Burt? No. Mr. Post? No. No. Uh, what then was the primary target of our foreign adversaries in the 2016 election? Mr. Burt? Well, Ranking Member, I think there are potentially uh, differing public views on that, uh, but what I can say is that, uh, as, as you asked a minute ago, We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with in any way. Mr. Polos? Uh, I, would, I would agree with that statement. We feel the same way. I uh, can't speak to what the primary uh, purpose was of, of, of the attacks, but uh, there's, no, to our knowledge, no evidence to, to, today, of, Junior. on our systems as well. Well, you guys already answered that. Ms. Mathis, do you know what was attacked during 2016? Do, do not have personal awareness of that. Okay, I believe reports say there were centralized voter registration systems, even one in my home state of Illinois. Uh, right, where do ahead. these centralized states... Oh, that's interesting. Yep. And this dude's from Illinois. Uh-huh. Um, was Is Mr. Davis... I can't remember. I think he's actually Mr. Davis, Illinois representative i think he's a democrat you can go ahead and uh play the next clip too this is the twitter one yeah make sure everything's correct I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. For researchers have repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates 
Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose, that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily <laughs> hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty-three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely <laughs> on unsupported software like Windows XP in 2000, which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state, or maybe one or two, or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. They should have ended with uh, that other guy. Yeah, right. They didn't need to add Amy onto the end of that. That other guy, that that statement alone summarizes why, at the very least, it's ridiculous that they didn't look into it. Uh, so, David, six months ago or whatever it was at this point. Yeah, right. And the Republicans did a bad job uh, dropping the ball on oh. all these states. And well, it's it's know, like I was saying before, it's controlled states. opposition. Yep. But it's funny because these Democrats seem to agree with conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell to me. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out, that Democrats agree with conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell about the uh, um, our election security. So uh, that's all I wanted to say about that. Now, this uh, next clip we have going on is... Uh, I don't know if y'all have been paying oh, attention to the news at all, and you just see how um, incompetent our government is as a whole. Um, and for those who have been paying attention for a long time, you know how the Obama administration weaponized um, the IRS and the FBI to go after their political opponents. Um, so, you know, corruption, um, inefficient. Uh, David, you want to roll this next clip? Oh, for yeah, for sure. A blistering report tonight by Justice Department investigators on the FBI's handling of sexual abuse allegations against Larry Nassar, the former doctor for USA Gymnastics. Stephanie Gosk is here. Stephanie, what does the report say? Well, Lester, the inspector general says the FBI mishandled the accusations against Larry Nassar when they first heard them from gymnasts. According to the report, the Indianapolis field office failed to respond with the utmost seriousness and urgency and made numerous and fundamental 
fundamental errors. The report points out the FBI didn't open an investigation for nearly a year. They also did not alert local officials to the allegations against Nasser. And during that time, he continued to see patients at Michigan State University and at a Michigan gymnast club. Hundreds of women have accused Nasser of abuse. He's currently serving a life sentence. The FBI calling the actions of those involved inexcusable and a discredit to the organization. Lester, tonight they say they are already taking steps to make sure this doesn't happen again. So there was I mean, first a, of all, yeah, another right. interview. Yeah, so, go ahead. Their last statement, he's like, she's like, they're taking steps to make sure this never happens again. Uh, oh, I don't, whoops, recording the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, I don't believe that for no. a second. Uh, when was that? Was that that report was recent, right? Yeah, July fourteenth. It came out. Um, okay. Because I mean, you could, I have the I have the report in the show notes. You can click on it, download the PDF, and read it from. Oh, I uh, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Um, do, do you remember if they did this when they screwed up one of the Colorado shootings recently? I think. Yep. And the Las Vegas shooting. Yeah. And guess what, though? So always... you know what? That dude that walked into the Capitol building with the American flag and took a picture with the Viking helmet dude, uh, yeah, he's he's getting eight months in prison, man. I'm so glad they're they're focusing on the uh, uh, the important criminals. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That guy definitely deserved eight months in prison. Well, man, this is – it also reminds me of the fact that this is what happens when you have um, an a agency that – is basically funded by um, taxpayer dollars, yep. but can't be fired by the taxpayers. Yep, funded by the taxpayers' dollars, can't be uh, fired by the taxpayers, and also is uh, ran to take out your political opponents. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, you saw that yep. with, um, was it Comey? Yep. During, with, I mean, he, he covered for, for Hillary, essentially. Yeah, dude. The Obama administration literally spied on President Trump. This isn't a conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's right. Nothing like that. This is fact. Guys, it doesn't matter where you find yourself on the political spectrum. That is terrifying because guess what? If What happens if a corrupt Republican gets in office and does that to Democrats? It's not about who, uh, w- which party did this and, and, and which party didn't. It's about the principle of the matter. Like sure. that cannot be happening. We have to hold people to everyone evenly to the letter of the law. Yep. Um, and then of course you have but, stuff like Waco and yep. some of this. That's the ATF. Yeah. And then you have, um, I'm pretty sure FBI was involved with that too. Yep. They were. And then you have, um, but I believe the ATF was like directly running the, it. Like yeah, they were yeah, yeah. in charge. And, um, you have the, uh, this thing that they call the, the six-week cycle. And there's a lot of uh, people who believe, and sure, you can call it conspiracy if you want to, but I, I'm pretty sure if you took the time to go look some of this stuff up, it kind of seems to be the case that uh, the FBI has a tendency every six weeks to cause some sort of incident in order to keep them in the public eye. Mm. Whether that's uh, a... Uh, what uh, stopping like a terrorist attack, or you know, recently there, there was that, that thing uh, that happened in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, the hotel by the baseball field where uh-huh. the guy had like a bunch of. Yeah, they were like, oh, they they had like sixteen long guns, 
and a couple yeah, thousand right. rounds of ammo. And they're like, oh, they might have stopped a mass shooting or whatever. And it's like, but you didn't have any evidence. And like, I don't know if you watched some of the videos, but they had those people, like the cops were in like military gear. Yep. And it, it just, it was so odd because the, now the FBI, I think, did come out and maybe there was one other organization and said that there there was nothing on their radar. Not that it really matters because they screw this stuff up all the time, but there was nothing on their radar about anything like that. And then they just were like, well, it could have been like a drug thing, but there was no real reporting on it. More than likely, if it wasn't the drug thing, it was just some dudes that had firearms and they brought them into the, the hotel because why would you want to keep that stuff in your car? Exactly. And the probably be charged with something they shouldn't. And these guys, this is the thing. These guys aren't criminals. And this is the problem I have is that whether if you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever your ethnicity, your race, whatever you want to say, when the government will make laws overnight to make law abiding citizens criminals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we're not talking <laughs> about fraud. We're not talking about, um, um, violence in any type of crime that way we're talking about that bull crap so uh, yeah and there's ridiculous. there's just incident after incident of the fbi constantly screwing stuff up oh yeah or, las vegas shooter is a good one because yep. that dude had um they don't take child porn seriously enough no um you know the uh huh. las vegas shooter had 600 video uh, uh images you know documents whatever of child porn and his brother did too. Um, and so if they would have acted on that, uh, you would have seen that. I mean, a uh, guy in Pennsylvania um, had material. Um, I'm not going to talk about what type of material, but he had uh, child porn, um, horrific stuff on his laptop as well. Um, it was a horrible case, just say it that way. Yeah. And he got probation from a judge and a fine of fifteen hundred dollars. Um, and again, this is in Pennsylvania. Uh, yet a guy walks into the Capitol building, a grandma strolls in there, not knowing what's going, you know, not knowing what's going on and, and they're facing uh as much as possible felony um, charges. Felony charges yeah. for stupid stuff. Yeah. And Which they, they shouldn't be. And you have Antifa people who literally set fire to a federal building, not you know, getting to walk away free from it. Yeah, well, it's so just, again, it, that's why I mean it's political. It's not yeah, like those completely Antifa political. people yeah. are getting charged too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, or remember. that they're allowing the MAGA people to walk away. Yeah. It's hundred percent political. Mm-hmm. So, I can't believe you're. <sighs> making me have to listen to this lady dude <laughs> i had to man because you, you i'll tell you what do you think my thoughts are I'll play the clip and then i want to know what you think my thoughts are <laughs> i don't i can't read your mind i'll play the clip though okay uh here's candace owens oh hang on hang on wait before wait. she i just like the people have to understand that uh, there is typically a uh, what's it called a uh, a format that you know influencers have or like if you go into a call center a, a script a that's script. what I'm trying to say sure and uh, a lot of times when you hear influencers and they're uh, promoting a product they'll say I'm super duper excited <laughs> you know stuff like that right so this part of the clip that part's not in there but before this 
she was saying, I'm super duper excited about this, but <laughs> go ahead. Never, ever once. Think about how big this is. Pitched a product at you. Never. Not once. I've never. I've, I have sponsors coming to me all the time. I don't pitch any products. I don't. I, I'm not here to be an Instagram celebrity and be like, oh my God, let me get you tummy tea. If it does not help save the nation, I don't pitch it. Okay? So I'm serious when I'm telling you to stop everything that you are doing and I'm holding in my hand, literally, a smartphone that is not controlled by Apple or Google. Okay? So think about this. This is like how I'm trying to, let me just open it and not put my passcode on the freaking internet so that, you know, I'm not one of those idiots. Um, so this is called the Freedom Phone. If you use my code Candice, you can get 10% off. You go to freedomphone.com. Look at this. It's an actual smartphone. You're going, that looks like an Android. That's because it is an Android. And you're going, how is that possible? Android, come to find out, is not, the, it, it's open source, meaning it's not, it's, it, it was created not for Google. Actually, it was created for Microsoft. So unlike the Apple iOS system, um, unlike the Apple phone, you can rejig this. You can rejig this. Oh, uh, brother, I'll just tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I need to look it up. I think I actually have the uh, the company. Can um, I tell you my thoughts? Can I tell you my thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Do that while I'm looking to see if I still okay. have. All right. So, unfortunately, Jack Posobiec came out, and I, I haven't seen it, but I heard that he um, advertised it. So, somebody's put money in their pockets to do this. Uh, to me, they might as well just have called it the Megaphone because that's who they're advertising it to, right? right. Trump loves this phone, right? Uh, secondly, um, it's like, come on, guys. This smells like a honeypot to me. Like, if it's not our government tracking, it's China or something like that. Like, this just smells like a honeypot to me. Like, to get uh, MAGA people to fall into a trap. Thirdly, if you know anything, if you're anything familiar about technology, uh, this open source formatting for cell phones has already been available for like seven years. You literally go on no, no agenda and do it yourself. Um, yeah, I got or, ha, or or have someone do it for you. Yeah, that. I found it. I'm gonna. Oh gosh, it's called um, uh, privatephoneshop.com. Yep. You can uh, you can buy. So this has been available for a while, and this phone is um, crap. I have it pulled up right here. Um, I did the the Twitter link to it, but it is basically well, the smartphone. That's not what is, I is. Go ahead. Sorry, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. So there's there's an this is I think I either heard this I think I heard this through Dave Smith. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. It was uh, on Tom Wood's show. So he lets uh, his listeners. Um, do ads on there if they like give a certain amount. Yeah. Um, so he'll, he'll, he'll do like an ad read for them at the beginning of his show. And so there's a company called private phone shop.com that takes actual smartphones that, uh, aren't cheap garbage. Um, right. Cause I know you had posted something in there where someone had done kind of a breakdown of the specs of the, the quote unquote the freedom, freedom phone. phone. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, the one thing you always want to look at. And sorry if I'm I'm getting ahead of you a little bit, but one of the things you always want to look at with tech is the specs, right? So, I mean, you're right. This could have been called the Megaphone. This could have been called the Mega Boomer Phone or Boomer Mega or whatever kind of you know term to be like. This is trying to be sold like sold to old people who uh, who like Trump. Yeah, and they're selling it for four hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> and the specs on it. Just so you know. 
you can probably get a phone for $250 that will, would be two, three, four times better than that right. random phone. Well, so the... Uh, what is this private phone shop? They have a Pixel Four. So what the what they do is they get rid of all of the Google applications. Yeah. So the phone's completely clean, and they use a um. Uh, there's a couple different OSs that you can get installed on it. This phone's four hundred dollars. Man, I need to get me one of them. Yeah, I've actually, that's why I've still got the site because I I'm kind of looking at it like oh, maybe I'll pick up one of these, you know. So they they get the Pixels. One they, of them freedom phones. Yeah, this is like <laughs> potentially a more legit option, and they have a few different other ones in here that I have to look at. So their phones range from a like two hundred dollars for like a really cheap one up to the Pixel, which is in the four hundred dollar range. Yeah, you know. So, so apparently, I, that freedom phone is from China and retails for one hundred eighty dollars, and they installed wow. a free open source Google Manage OS and fail to do the free compatibility process so that they can't use the Android name. And then they called it the Freedom Phone to sell it to gullible Trump supporters for, as is again, $450. Uh, so why is this a honey pot, and why is it bad that Jack and Candace are involved in this? So, so I think they need to run away from it as soon as possible, Jack and Candace, um, because of... Uh, I think... So the the owner of it, the creator, is John, and he got his start as um, oh this guy, the Bitcoin. I want to say yeah, he's like, like the youngest the first, Bitcoin millionaire. Yeah, the youngest Bitcoin millionaire, and he said, mm. "I made it in Silicon Silicon like his uh, advertisement is I made it in Silicon Valley, and um, I didn't like what big tech was doing, so I made this. I'm like, well, if you made it, why aren't you with them? <laughs> you know what i mean he said i made it in silicon yeah so, it wasn't I mean, and i remember that that ad because he's like i wish you had gotten the ad it's fine um oh yeah i should they, i should um, it. they uh he, he talks about the phone but he doesn't really talk about the phone he's like it's fast or it does yes. da, da, da. And there's no there's no specs that he, he you know he, he doesn't compare it to something else so what you would normally see in a phone or an ad for a phone that's competition for something like the the most recent iPhone or the most recent Pixel. Yes, that's so. exactly right. So, I mean, uh, again, that's what you do. He's just talking about it's, it's super fast. Have, it's this. It's, it's like if, just imagine if Trump reviewed the phone. Yeah, that's what that advertisement was. Yeah, he must have. He must have given like Candace a. A, good a bunch pay. of Bitcoin or something, something, man. Yeah, that's a thing. And again, I th- again I mean, since it's since it's from China, that's why I think it's a honeypot because they're probably tracking it, right? I mean, yeah, it's for possible. those who don't know, we'll probably cover it next week. But uh, a huge report just came out today about Pegasus spyware. Um, oh, that's right. On people's phones and stuff like that. So again, uh, I, I mean, guys, don't get duped. You know, again, I think. Um, man really maybe she's just unaware but candace kind of comes off across to me sometimes as a grifter she's definitely not the person i go to for um dude people get anything political people get so (laughs) mad when i say that anything political i I, listen i i 
have a tendency to know how to like push people's buttons. Do you, David? And <laughs> I think that is one of those things that I, I don't know what it is about saying that specifically about her, but I swear that gets people more upset than just about anything. Like I could probably insult someone's firstborn and then say, well, also Candace Owens is a grifter and they'd be more upset about me calling her a grifter. Yeah. Don't you, don't you think it's, I find it strange and off that it seems that every time she talks about the uh, black community, that it's in a, she's always criticizing them and pointing out bad things, but not ever, you know, offering anything positive. Maybe that's sure. Just me. I, it's okay. So let's, let's, we could do it like this because it's somewhat similar. There's a difference between seeing the way that she handles her her like public presence or whatever versus right. someone like Maj Torre. Yeah. Because they're they're both black. They're their whole I, I don't want to say shtick because that's not fair. Um but their um their platforms are sort of based around the black community or some sort of aspect of that. And you have someone like Maj who is traveling around the country. He has a very specific goal in mind. He really is trying to get into uh, specifically black urban communities to teach people uh, about firearms. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I think there's some other stuff involved with that, but that that's his main focus. Whereas Candace, not knowing her personally, but seeing sort of her rise to power, if you will, if you want to call it that, Right. Um, seems to be more about, hey, I'm a black woman, so you should listen to what I have to say. Yeah. And I'm all, I also happen to align with Republicans and be a Trump supporter. Right. And everyone sort of looked towards that because she was the exact opposite of everything at the time that was pushing towards like Trump supporters as being racist homophobic sexist yada yada but then they'll go no 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 we like candace owens therefore you're wrong right so she, right I, could it be right place right time sure um it's really interesting that she's like i've never done product placement before which i guess is true i don't i don't know i don't uh i don't really listen to her um but the reason that i uh i have a major problem with her stems mm -hmm. all the way back have i told you about this you I don't know. Um, so she was on Dave Rubin's podcast like three or four years ago, mm -hmm. like right at the beginning, right before she kind of started climbing into this um, thing. So she had left whatever liberal organization she had been part of. She basically like, just switched parties. Right. Went super hardcore Republican, had all the talking points. And Dave had her on with Blair White, who is a transgender woman, who you know that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted them to have some sort of like discussion because Blair is also a Republican. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, this could, this could be interesting or whatever. They're both, they're both, if you want to say like my, in minority groups of people, um, but right. they, they both have this, you know, and at one point during the thing, um, Blair, Blair was, I guess, trying to understand Candace's point about um, 
being anti-transgender or what, or it might've had something to do with the bathrooms, whatever the case may be. And, and Blair or, and, uh, Candace just goes, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And I went, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm like, there, no, 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 no. I don't yeah. know what you've got going on, but, and now she's now she works for the Daily Wire. Like everything for her seems to just have gone in this specific direction. And if if I'm being, I don't know if I can I can say this or not, but uh, it seems as if she's sort of just been tokenized for the Republican Party. Mm. That's like her whole role, and I think she probably knows that, and is making a lot of money because of it. I don't know if, if if by the Republican Party if she's been that, but I think it's more so of she probably found what maybe are her beliefs, maybe, but makes maybe. her money. You know? Yeah. And it's but she like, specifically hey, she specifically was using her position as a black woman, right? Like that's what like I don't know if they would if anyone would actually admit to that, but that's the thing that that was elevating her above your typical pundits, right? That I she what she didn't look like everybody else, yeah. And she had the same, but she had the exact same opinion as everyone else. Yeah, it's kind of the same right. thing we talk about when like an when, establishment figure. Yeah. Yep. And so they I, could. That's that's how they could go. Hey, look, she doesn't look like us but she has the same opinions as us right and it right. goes back to that thing where they had that whole walk away campaign but the whole point of that campaign was like stop being a democrat and become a republican oh yeah from the uh what's yeah. his name oh man and she was heavily involved with that, that like uh blexit was her thing oh man i forgot about the walk away campaign dude mm-hmm. i'm glad you brought that up brandon straka um and who who, oh, who is gay um, and was a former liberal and is now a Republican. Yeah, and it's cool so. if um, the thing that makes it a bit of a grift in my mind is that it wasn't, hey, you don't have to if you're like gay or black or you're a minority of some you know uh, uh, some you know of the varying degrees of the different types of minorities that we have in in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to be a Democrat. It's like okay, cool. But when the whole point of that is basically like just trying to bring them over to the other, like completely do like a 180 over to the other side without being like, hey, um, you know, here are the things that we can offer. But like you don't necessarily have to become one of us, but here's a direction that you might want to move. You know, there's like a subtlety to it, but they just went, no, you should just come over here and vote for Trump. Right. And that's what the whole thing ultimately kind of felt like. I typically find better content from Maj Torre, um, Mofax, Jeff Charles, uh, and other conscious conservatives who happen to be black, right? Sure. Um, and so and Maj, Maj is more uh, t- uh, moderate than he is anything. Yes. Yeah. And isn't he more libertarian? Oh, he yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would I would say so, but he probably wouldn't necessarily call himself that. 
Um, that's just to give people kind of an idea. Sometimes you just have to use the language because that's the only way you can really explain people. But he like, he has plenty of issues with conservatives and Republicans as much as right. he does liberals and Democrats. And I'm sure he's got plenty of issues with the Libertarian and, Party as well. And here's the thing. The, the conscience, conscious conservatives I mentioned, um, with the exception of Mofax, um, but Jeff Charles and, and, and right. these other men and women um, who are black, they don't like Candace Owens for um, a lot of particular reasons. But one of them that I get is basically to summarize it in my own words is just a tearing down of the black community and not anything offering help to them. Well, she just likes to tear tear people down in general. It, and it's it's there's not really like a, a sense of a conversation. Yeah, or, or here's criticism I have. She's just like, oh, you're an idiot, or I don't yeah. negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. Like that line when she said that to Blair, that's her personality. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's who she is. And it's it's one of those things that it's like, I don't always necessarily disagree with her. Right. But that doesn't mean that I support her. Yep. Because there's definitely people that they'll say something and go, oh, I actually agree with that. And then everything else that comes out of their mouth is like, I, I'm good. Yeah. Like and, what and Jen it, said earlier about the vaccines. They'll kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've we, got to make the messaging clear, David. That's we what in, Jen wants us to do. On that Bi- note? <laughs> from the Biden administration. You heard it from them. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Underground Podcast. Uh, Like we said at the beginning, uh, check the show notes for all the different ways that you can support us and find us on social media, so on and so forth. Um, Joseph, you got anything else, man? No, man. Just support us any way you can. Like, share our content. Let your family, friends know. Uh, Again, we use a value-for-value model system here, so your time, talent, and treasure, if you want to do... Um, any editing for us, if you want to send us clips, articles, whatever, feel free to. We love the engagement. We appreciate the engagement we've had this past week. we got people reaching out wanting to do uh, cover art for our podcast and um, stuff like that. And other than that, I hope you all have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, horsemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and latch to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. 
Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life, cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave for you or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors.